Hi, and welcome back to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. Or if you're new, hey, welcome to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. So this week I thought I'd uh, bring us our latest statistics for the month of uh, September as provided by the NWMLS. And I'll also talk about that there's some new rule changes coming up here in first of uh, the year, 2024, that we should be aware of a little bit. So on to the statistics. Again, as a reminder, I talk about Kings, Nahomish, and Pierce counties, residential condominium homes. Not talking about land or anything like that. So I'll give you the statistics that we have. We'll start with King County. Properties that went on the market in the month of September with 2,884 properties. At the end of the month, we had a total of 3,602 on the market which increased our inventory to 1.98 months worth of inventory, still shy of our four to six months of typical inventory. However, our pending sales are down from a year ago. In September, we had 2,087 pending sales. That's down 10% from last year. Closed sales, escrowed closed, people moved into their new home, 1,823, and that's down 23% from a year ago. Now what's interesting, the Beanie Head house price is $797,000 down from $799,000 last year, so a quarter of a percent. In Snohomish County, properties that went on the market is $1,061. Total still active at the end of the month is $1,153. Their pendings are down as well. Their pendings were down, uh, had 886 pendings at the end of September. And that's homes that have sold and going through the escrow process. But they're down 23% from a year ago. Their closed transactions are 861, and that's down 25% from a year ago. Their median house price is 715,000, which is up from 700,000, so that's a 2% increase. And they've only got 1.34 months worth of inventory, so they're still lagging on inventory as well. We're just not getting the inventory that we'd like to see. In Pierce County, down in Tacoma area, and Lake Taps, and, and Bonnie Lake, properties that went on the market, 1,034. Total properties still on the market at the end of the month is 1,532. Pending sales are down. There were 973 this year. They're down 27% from a year ago, and their closed transaction, 825, are down 33% from a year ago. Their median house price is 530,000 this year, last year, 526, so they're down about three quarters of a percent. And they too are under two months worth of inventory, 1.86 months worth of inventory. And it's interesting that this is what's driving our market is the lack of inventory. Even though the interest rates have gone up, there's talk that they're going to go up some more. So I had a client ask me, hey, what's what's the spring market going to be like? Should I put my home on the market now or should I wait till the spring? And I will share with all of you, I have no idea what our spring market is going to look like this year. I mean, we've had all kinds of interesting markets over the last two or three years. Historically, spring markets are very good for sellers. Interest rates tend to come down a little bit. Buyers are coming out of the winter and they're ready to buy. But last year, our spring market was a dud. Didn't really do anything. Right now, the Fed is talking about raising the interest rates again. And maybe again in a month or so. So we could be looking at 8, 8 9% interest rates the way things are trending. If that's the case, I still see inventory being a problem. But I think there'll be fewer and fewer buyers in the market. 
at least until the initial shock is over with. I mean, since I've been in the business, the interest rates have always been between 8 and 10%, 30-year fixed. So it'll be interesting to see how this shuffles out, but not trying to push someone into putting their home on the market now, but I have no way of telling what it's going to be like in the spring. And anyone that else tries to tell you it's going to be a robust buyer's market or robust seller's market in the spring... I don't, I don't know where they're getting their facts. I mean, I'd like to believe it's going to be a good spring market, but we didn't see it this year. With regards to activity now, I had an open house in the Redmond area, which is in King County, if you're not familiar. 1,700 square foot townhome, about $900,000. And I set the open house for a couple hours, and I had 22 people come through the home that were very excited about the home. And I was just... I was surprised at how much traffic I had. I really didn't think I'd get that much traffic because of the higher interest rates. But people are buying homes. There are other places in the same complex that have sold recently. They've all sold less than a week on the market. And some of them have sold for over a million dollars when they listed them for sale at around $900, $950. They ended up selling for $80,000, $90,000 over their asking price, even in this market. So for us, we put this home on the market, and we're going to review offers if there are any. But as we speak today, I've got six, seven showings from other competing real estate agents on this property. And over the weekend, I had 12. So there's got lots of showing activity, which is a good thing. So if you are a seller, get your home ready to sell. If you're downsizing, this would be the time to start making those necessary steps. And keep in mind, if home values were to stay flat, or go up two or three percent. What you go out and buy is is will be the same. It'll either be flat from a year ago, meaning they didn't go up, they didn't go down, or they're gonna go up a little bit. But it's gonna be about the same. It's just you're not gonna sell at this point and then pay twenty, thirty percent over the asking price, which is what took place for a couple of years, 2020, 2021, 2022. We're just not seeing that kind of appreciation. But home prices, as you can tell, they're not they're not plummeting like everyone had anticipated or had hoped. Now, things to come. In January of 2024, we are going to be seeing a lot of shifts in our in the legalese of the of the business. And it's going to pertain a little bit more about compensation. So when you're talking to a real estate agent, they're going to have to be more transparent about how much their services are going to be. Like for me, I have a set fees. This is how much I charge for my experience and expertise. And you can either agree to that or not. And maybe we have some agreement or not. But then that same conversation, you have to decide as a home seller, whether you want to pay a buyer's broker a fee to sell your home. And you could say, nope, I'm not paying them. The buyer can pay them. Or you could pay them some and the buyer can pay the rest. When you're representing, when you, as a buyer, when you go talk to a real estate agent, we will now need to, to put together a buyer agreement that stipulates that either I'm going to be an exclusive buyer agent for you or be a non-exclusive buyer's agent for you. And that'll be a discussion you need to have with your real estate agent. And you're also going to have to have the discussion of how is that real estate agent going to be paid? Is that real estate agent willing to be not paid if the seller doesn't offer any fee for the buyer's agent? 
and you, the buyer, don't want to pay your agent, then the, then the real estate agent has the right to say, well, I'm not working for free. So as a buyer, you may have to come to the table, maybe have uh, some discussion about maybe the seller will pay for some, maybe you'll pay for some, maybe you'll pay for none, and ask the seller to pay for it all. It'll be a whole good but different conversation so that it's very, very transparent of what the expectations are. I mean, years ago when I first got in the business, the sellers paid the brokerage fee. And we as agents were agents of the seller. Even a buyer's agent was a sub-agent of the seller. But that's not how we do business today. We have seller's agents, we have buyer's agents, and now we're, and we had what many called dual agency, which I never subscribed to. I never thought, how can I represent both a buyer and seller and set them both up to where they're going to benefit the most in price and terms from the other one? Any discussions I had, I'd have to share with each other. Now, of course, all agents have the legal obligation to disclose all material facts about a property. Not not the personal finances or the personal things going on in someone's life, but the material facts about the property. So that's never gonna go away. But the compensation picture, your real estate agents are not gonna work for free. That would be a far-reaching expectation, whether you're a seller or whether you're a buyer. Now, where they're willing to, to get paid at or at how much is a discussion you're gonna have. And yes, Real estate brokerage fees, whether you're a seller or buyer, are all negotiable. Each each agent has their baseline of what they're going to work for. I have mine. Other people have theirs. And you as a consumer have the right to shop and decide, well, do I want a Mercedes or do I want a Chevy? If I'm going to get a Mercedes, what's the added value? If I'm going to get a Chevy, what are those limited expectations? And, and, you know, and each one, there's no wrong answer there, but you have to have that discussion. It's going to be a requirement. It'll be state law come January 1st, 2024. And it's always been that I can't put a seller's home on the market unless we sign a contract in which to do so. And now a buyer is going to have to go under a, a, a limited time frame contract and decide whether you're going to be exclusive with that agent or non-exclusive. And it has to be done you know, it, almost immediately after you enter into a relationship with that real estate agent. It's going to be mandated by, by state law. So just be aware of some of those changes and don't be afraid to ask your agent about it. Have those discussions. I'm going to be more than happy to have those discussions with anybody and everybody that I, that I talk to uh, that's thinking about buying or selling uh, residential real estate. Anyway, I'm always here to answer any questions you have. Feel free to to email me at raydoveremax, R-A-Y-D-O-V-E-R-E-M-A-X at gmail.com or call or text me at 425-681-8630. Happy to help you even if you choose to go work with somebody else. Thanks again for listening in to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. Hope all is well with you and your family. We're entering into the holiday season, so hopefully you have lots of time and fun visiting with your friends and family over the holidays. Again, this is Real Estate Keeping It Simple.